Welcome to The No Podcast with me, Nikki Spo. Go shorty, it's your birthday. What is up? Happy birthday to me, guys and gals. I am 35 today and whoa, what a month, what a year, what a life. Man, a lot of wonky shit went down before my big three five, but I have to say that I am really freaking grateful and I feel a big, 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 huge, enormous shift happening in my life. Like all the things. I keep getting the message from my higher power, turn it all upside down. And no, I'm not freaking out by the way. Well, I was for a minute, I'm not gonna lie, but I've got my lavender colored glasses on and the views are iridescent, my friends, with a sparkle and 24 karat gold flakes in that vision, okay? Sometimes we have to go through the muck to get to the oasis. And while things are sort of mucky for me or have been, the oasis is in view, my friends, and it ain't no mirage, okay? Today, I want to share with you my big Nick energy. You like what I did there, my big Nick energy? I like to think of it as the BDE and the BQE, you know, the big queen energy, combined to create my big Nick energy. And a part of my big Nick energy are the things that I've learned so far. So I've got 35 nuggets to share with you today. Take what you want and leave what you don't. Thanks for being here to celebrate my birthday with me today. So coming in hot, one, age continues to bring me wisdom. I have enjoyed my 30s way more than I enjoyed my 20s, and they've been hella different so far. And for a multitude of reasons, my 30s have been far more inspiring and joyful. I choose to believe that my life gets better and better. Two, I am not, quote, too much for the right people. I believe this for you too. I personally have spent a lot of my life being told I was too much. I feel too much. I act too much. I dress too much, whatever. The list goes on. What I have come to learn is that the right people will never think you or, or I are too much or not enough for that matter. We are like Goldilocks, okay? At least, I don't know, that is the right story, right? What, whatever, whatever the case we are just right. Three, there is no end game. That's not to say that we like can't improve. We can be just right, right? And have a mindset that we can get better. That's what I want for myself. And the sky is the limit. There's no cap on how great I want to become. I want to stay on a continuous up and up. Number four, embracing the setbacks. On this journey up and up, there are always going to be inevitable setbacks. I have setbacks all the time. Today, I choose to make setbacks a part of the, let's see, the preparation for growth. What brings me back will eventually propel me forward. I really do believe that. Next up, number five is gratitude grit. Gratitude grit saves me every time. Being resilient about making my gratitude list, even when I feel crappy, helps to change my perspective. I've mentioned that in countless episodes before, the gratitude grit changes my perspective. I am like, I consider myself to be borderline and like a borderline eternal optimist to a fault sometimes. Like I choose to see the good in people. And sometimes, you know, I overdo it sometimes, right? I have relentless hope. This has brought me like so much joy in my life, TBH, and also so much pain. But if I had to choose, 
I would still prefer to be an internal optimist over a relentless pessimist. That brings me to point number six. Neutrality is really powerful. Neutral can be a really powerful space to embrace also. I used to feel like I always had to like pick a side. Sometimes it feels really good for me to have no opinion, a neutral perspective, or completely remove myself. Seven, conflict is a part of life. In my pursuit of finding balance, acceptance, and being more tolerant, I am understanding that conflict is a natural part of human relationships. And instead of trying to like rid my relationships of conflict altogether, I have found that it's healthiest for me if I learn to resolve conflict in healthy and caring ways. I am definitely a work in progress on this one. Which brings me to eight is that not all conflicts can be resolved and that's okay. Nine, curiosity is a powerful tool. Yeah. I think it's easy for me to have a knee-jerk response to things. My instincts don't always, let me see that my, my instincts don't always activate curiosity as a first resort. Like I, I usually want to just like respond, react, right? But I actually enjoy how curiosity feels. So I'm working at making that my first response to respond to life's experiences with curiosity. Curiosity for me creates space and time to understand and reflect before forming an opinion, perspective, or engaging in an action. I really like how that feels. And it's not always easy, but I really like it and I want more of it in my life. So 10, I've, I've learned in my 35 years <laughs> that rest is my friend. Physical rest, emotional rest, mental rest. Sometimes I find myself doing like so many things at once and it gets super overwhelming. I think we've all been there. I think we've all been overwhelmed at one point or another. But I really thought about this analogy from last week during my ski trip in Jackson Hole, Wyoming. I found myself like flying down this blue run and I kept like picking up speed and it was becoming really difficult for me to control my body balance and pace. I actually became like really scared. You know, I finally slowed to a stop and took a beat to rest. Um, and I realized, you know, like from reflecting on my trip and like creating this list for my birthday, that life is really like that for me sometimes. I get going on the work-life train and I get to really high speeds and efficiency, but it's hard to stop without crashing sometimes. So I've enjoyed making rest, my friend. Now I know that I require lots of rest so I don't burn out. Uh, I used to like engage in rest and I used to judge myself on it. Like I used to like place judgment on, it. I used to think I was lazy. I used to place that like intense judgment on myself. And I used to allow others to place judgment on me also for my need for recovery. We're done with that today. And it's not always easy, but it's always worth it. So this brings me to my next point, choosing to rest, reset and recover. These are actions. It is an intentional non-action. And most of the time, the weight is actually working to our benefit. One of like the most powerful things that I think I've learned brings me to number 12 is that people can change. Like you hear this saying all the time, like people don't change, people don't change. And I think that's for the birds. I really do. Like 
I used to not believe in it one tiny bit. I used to be one of those people who's like, people can't change. But by the grace of my own higher power, I know and I believe that people can change. I've seen it in myself and in countless others, other times. That said, I think it, I would be remiss not to mention that people cannot change, right? So like these are, it's, it goes, I am going backwards here, it sounds like, but like I do, okay, I do believe people can change. I believe people can change. I also understand that there are some people who cannot, right? Why? Because we cannot control who, what, when, where, why, or how other people change. Change occurs when another person wants to change for his or herself. There's no changing other people, no matter how much we want it for them or hope that they will want it for ourselves. I know this to be true for myself, but if someone genuinely wants to change, I wholeheartedly believe that he or she can do so. 14, this is, you know, I see memes about this all the time about like efficiency and like work. And if you want something done, give it to a busy person. And also like the fact that people really do lay it on thick for the efficient individual. I, I personally, number 14, I love being efficient. There are two sides to that, right? I love to become so highly skilled in a service or behavior that it becomes easy for me to do it well and swiftly. This gives me the gift um, of, let's see, of time, right? To do with it what I please. However, efficiency can also attract more work. And in some cases, that's ideal, right? Perhaps we want to take on whatever it is, like more clients, make more money to record. In my case, might be more podcasts, whatever, or do more studying or whatever it is for you. But on the flip, we have to be intentional about our boundaries when it comes to that. Number 15, encouragement is contagious. I love this and I believe in it. I be believe in it so hard. We, especially as women, we as women are waking up to one another. I love it. I love it. I love like the, this time that we are in, you know, I mean, there's a lot of fucked up shit happening in the world. I under, I do understand that. And two things can be true at the same time is that yes, there are certain things that really, really, really suck. At the same time, I do believe that the great awakening is happening with us and specifically with women and specifically with what I like to call and Susan Burrell likes to call light leaders. We as women are waking up to each other. We are turning towards each other and applauding our peers when we succeed. By doing so, we lift each other up. I'm so proud of how far I've come with this personally as a retired hater. Yeah, I said it. I'm a retired hater. Not, not fun and not a good look, but I'm here to be honest and I'm here to really look at myself. So that's, that's what it is. That's the reality. I was a severe hater. I used to experience so much envy. All right. I wish it wasn't true, but whatever, here we are. I've been able to like reap so many benefits by being genuinely happy for other people, but specifically women when I see them stepping into their light and power. Number 16, women who step into their highest knowing and inner wisdom and infinite power, let's face it, those women can be scary, especially to insecure men and other insecure women. But it is our responsibility to not shrink back when we make others uncomfortable, but instead, not from a place of arrogance, but instead to come back to that encouragement of other people to rise, to meet us where we are. 
if I'm like up here on this like spiritual level, right? I want you to come with me. Like I want to share in the the beauty the beauty that exists up here if you want to come for the ride, yeah? This is not out of superiority or arrogance, but it's out of a pure desire to see ourselves and other people elevated. When we use this approach, I believe that we inspire others and give other people permission to live in their truth, however they identify. It's also not our job to identify what that looks like for them. Number 17, in, in April, God willing, I will have two years of continuous sobriety. And something that I've learned on that journey is that resentment is poisonous. I had, have, and will most likely continue to develop resentments towards others. I am human. I have feelings and desires, but working through those resentments is my responsibility. We cannot fix another person's resentment towards us. We can hear them out. We can take accountability for our parts and we can ask, not grovel for, for forgiveness. Sure. But ultimately our resentments are our own to process. It's very similar in my opinion to forgiveness. We have to forgive others in order to free ourselves from the bondage of pain. We have to make a choice to let go of our resentments in order to be freed. And this is not to be confused with tolerance of mistreatment. I can let go of my resentments towards others and still choose not to fuck with them. All right. Which brings me to number 18 boundaries. This is another one of our own responsibilities. We cannot blame other people for trespassing over a fence that we have not built. People don't know where your lines in the sand are. They might not have an idea and we should not assume that everybody knows what we're thinking, right? We have to put up our fence and our no trespassing signs where they belong. And this doesn't mean we have to build a brick wall, right? That people cannot ever come down. I think they're two different things, but we can build that fence and put up that no trespassing sign. And that doesn't also mean that I'm going to put a beware of dog sign where I'm going to come at you if you cross my boundary. But let's be real. If the, circumst if the circumstances call for it, it's not necessarily beneath me. But my point is, it's our responsibility to set the boundaries. Okay. Number 19, I've learned that I can choose my family. This was a really sensitive one for me to really process um, just because of like family of origin stuff. But I, I believe that we can choose who we consider to be our family. Our families of origin are not always the healthiest for us. And that's, you know, it's, it's unfortunate, but it's also okay. We have to consider our expectations versus realities and determine where we are on our own growth charts. While we cannot control the people that we are born to, especially not as a child, I do believe as an adult, we can create families on our own terms. Next up, we have number 20, something that I've learned about, you know, and it's a kind of an obvious one, but it's really stuck out to me recently and in, in this past year specifically, is that comparison really is the thief of joy. In starting a new business, I've like really had to battle with my need to compare. You know, it's easy for me to look up another person's podcast or, you know, somebody else who might be doing something similar as me or somebody who's making more money doing what I'm doing. I'm like, it's easy for me to go down that road, but I really hate the comparison game and I've been victim to it, just like so many of us. 
recently I've been really making a conscious effort this year not to compare myself, my strengths, my shortcomings, my assets, and beyond to other people. I'm trying to keep my blinders on. And to be honest, it feels really, really good. I think this is why, you know, people do delete their social media from time to time. And I might get wild and do that too. Not sure yet, but I do know that when I stop comparing, I feel a lot better. Number 21, not everyone grows at the same rate. So even though I may not be comparing myself to others, it's silly to think that I'm not paying attention to what's happening around me in my immediate surroundings, right? Here's the thing. Growth is not linear. Trauma happens in phases, right? And so does healing. It has been unrealistic for me to assume that I can be fixed overnight. I think that there's a, like, there's like somewhere in like the world of like toxic positivity, it can inspire the desire to like be healed. Like, as if it happens overnight. Growth takes time and everyone's timeline is different, which brings me to perspective. Number 22, perspective is everything. Our vantage points literally determine how we view the world. And I'm not here to judge it, but if I don't like what I'm seeing, maybe I have to move and get a better view. Okay. All right. Number three, I was put on this planet to have a great freaking time. I used to feel so ashamed of that. I remember going through my core values once and I was like, I want to have fun. And I remember thinking, you can't just be here to have fun. Like that's not, you know, you have to, you have to serve and sacrifice, which is going to be number 24. But like, I do believe today that I, that what makes my life meaningful is how much fun I am capable of having. And that said, I get to determine what fun looks like for me today. Fun for me is being with my family of creation, writing, interviewing, volunteering, being on the water and resting. Life isn't like, full of fun times only, like good vibes only. No, no. But I do enjoy getting to decide what's important to me in my life and having fun is at the top of my list, which, you know, I mentioned sacrifice. Number 24, I used to think that I had to sacrifice and earn fun, love, and all like the quote, good things in life. I really don't believe that anymore. I believe that we are deserving of the good things in life because we are simply here, because we exist. That said, number 25, I also believe that what you put out into the world, you get back. What I put out into the world, I get back. I know that I cannot treat the world around me like shit and expect to reap all the benefits. The universe knows, the body keeps the score, and what goes around comes around, good or bad or neutral. I believe that. Number 26, I loved I loved writing this one out. I loved reflecting about this. I really like being a mom. I never thought I wanted to be a mom. And, you know, I say that with a lot of sensitivity to those who are trying to conceive or who have had difficulties becoming parents. I was so scared to become a parent because of my own relationship with my parents and, you know, my mom specifically. And it's just really incredible to me how having children has changed my perspective on this. It has been the best thing to happen in my world. And I believe that the arrival of my two sons prompted a very important shift in my life, which was, as many of you know, my sobriety. Now in dealing like with my sobriety in general, like 
reflecting on my whatever my whole life, which is is a lot to process and as a whole. Number 27, I believe that I am allowed to make mistakes and I reserve the right to be wrong. I have spent so many years hating myself for the mistakes I have made in the past. It has eaten my soul and made me even question my existence at times. However, if I'm considering perspective again, right? And that vantage point, and maybe I need to change my view. I am allowed to shift my perspective towards humility and honestly accept that I am a flawed person who is entitled to make mistakes. I think we struggle as people with making mistakes. Like, like we're not allowed to fuck up sometimes. And I want to today show myself grace and show other people grace for making mistakes. I think that this is very, this has been really important for me in my life. And I think that it can be really valuable for you as well in not being so hard on ourselves. Our mistakes do not define us, but what happens afterwards is what says more about our character. I believe, number 28, that we are not defined by our worst traits or our best traits. Number 29, I can read all the books. I can listen to all the podcasts. I can do all of the meditations and therapy sessions, but unless I choose to activate my learnings, The learned methods will never, quote, work. Practice is an action. Work is an action. We have to do in order to become. Number 30, I have come to trust God even when I don't want to. That was really hard for me. I used to not believe in God. And I'm not saying that you have to believe in a specific God. I'm saying that for me, choosing to believe in a higher power, a power greater than myself, on my own terms and defining that on my own terms has brought me so much peace and being able to trust that higher power, even when I don't want to, has brought me peace. And for that, I am forever grateful. Number 31, I believe that all of my life experiences are preparing me for the level up. I'm here for the level up, you guys. And I think that no matter if it's shit, muck or whatever that I'm dealing with, I believe that it is grooming me for something better. Number 32, this is important. And I spoke about this with Michelle Dempsey. I cannot be shamed if I am not ashamed. All right. Let's say that again. I cannot be shamed if I am not ashamed. And I believe that there's a difference between arrogance and disregard and shame and guilt. Going back to reserving the right to be wrong I can humbly understand and accept that I am imperfect and still release shame of my shortcomings, mistakes, or worst moments. Shame and guilt are poisonous. And that said, placing shame and guilt on others is too like drinking poison ourselves. So we don't want to do that to ourselves and we also don't want to do that to other people. You know, sometimes I get carried away and I start talking in we's. And what I really mean is to speak in I, like I, I don't want to put shame on other people. I know that it's poisonous for me and maybe that hits for you and maybe it doesn't. Number 33, I will be forever grateful to feel something 
over nothing. I feel like what, if I start to feel nothing, <laughs> I'm, in, I'm in big trouble. There's a song that was in the movie uh, Garden State, and it's called Let Go by Fru Fru. And you want me to sing it for you? You're like, no, please, no. Let go, let go, jump in. Oh, yeah, what you're waiting for. It's all right, because there's beauty in the breakdown. Yeah, how was that? Was it okay? It started a little bit wonky. Okay. It says there, right, that there's beauty in the breakdown. No matter how dark it gets, I believe that my vision can adapt. No matter how dark it gets, I believe that my vision can adapt. I can choose to adapt, even if I do that with reluctance, which is sometimes a lot. Today, I am able to see beauty even in the most uncomfortable situations, and I'm really tremendously grateful for this skill. We're almost at the end of the road, you guys. Number 34, sometimes the hardest thing to do is stay present, but I've learned that it is one of the most important skills that I have developed and that I will continue to practice. And finally, number 35, it might seem obvious, but for a long time for me, it was not. But in saving the best for last, this also has happened over the course of the last two years of healing work that I've done, and I am tremendously proud of it. Number 35, I know that my life matters. I know that your life matters too. And I'm grateful to be on this journey together. You guys, truth speakers, thank you so much for listening to my birthday thoughts. I hope some of it was insightful for you. I can't tell you what's best for you to do when you have your next solar return, your next birthday. But I definitely know that for this Aries, writing down and speaking my 35 treasures into the universe has been quite the gift. I am grateful to share this with you and I hope you come back for more of the know with me, Nikki Spo. Thank you so much for listening to the know. If you loved this episode, go ahead and share it with a friend. Words are so powerful and someone may need to hear what we covered today. And if you really loved this episode, please take a moment to rate the show and leave a review. Your comments are so important and valued and they give other listeners insight on what to expect on The Know. You can connect with me personally via Instagram at Nikki Sap Spo and The Know with Nikki Spo. My hope for you today is that you are fearless in looking inward so that you can be your highest, most authentic self and go after the life of your dreams. Mm-hmm.